All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Well, good evening, everyone. Thank you for tuning into Oilers Nation After Dark. Connor Halley with you here. We appreciate you all tuning in tonight. Sorry, it took a little bit longer to get going, but if you're on YouTube, make sure you hit the like button. Facebook as well. If you're on Twitter, uh, give it a like also. Maybe a retweet, tell a friend. And uh, thank you again for tuning in tonight on the show. We will be joined by Zach Lang of Oilers Nation and Daily Faceoff, as well as our producer, Aaron Bordado, as per usual. Of course, we'll have the good, the bad, the oily. And uh, Zach Ling actually had a piece come out, I believe just yesterday, about uh, the Northlands Coliseum. And maybe it's Rexall, maybe it's Skyreach, depending on uh, what era you went to the games. We want to talk about that later on in the show as well. Some of your favorite moments. But first, we'll break down exactly what happened tonight as the Edmonton Oilers take on the top team in the NHL, the Boston Bruins. A record of 45-8-5 going into this one, and the Boston Bruins would pick up the victory. You guys all know that. Uh, how it all happened? Well, we'll get to that very quickly here. Before we get to the good, the bad, and the oily, Connor McDavid scored his 49th goal of this season only two minutes into the hockey game. Great start for the Edmonton Oilers. A beautiful pass from Leon Dreisaitl behind his own net. I said on Twitter, it'd be great if an Oilers defenseman could make that pass. Wink, wink. Only 13 seconds later, though, Thomas Nosak would score for the Boston Bruins, making it a 1-1 game. Nick Foligno would make it 2-1. Connor McDavid, after a great effort from Clean Costin, would get his 50th goal of the season. I mean, what he's been able to do this year. We're, we probably shouldn't even put a limit on the amount of goals he can score because he's been absolutely on fire. It's his fourth straight game with two goals. The guy is tearing it up. Uh, unfortunately for the Oilers, Pavel Zak would get his 14th goal of the season, and that is how the game would end. Uh, a couple late penalties for the Oilers in this one. Uh, just 
shooting themselves in the foot, small penalties and uh, put them in a five on three situation of any day RNA with the, the lumberjack. And we'll, we'll get to that later on here, but first let's get to the good, the bad, the oily brought to you by Cornerstone insurance. Cornerstone Insurance Brokers, Edmonton's premier boutique insurance brokerage with over 90 years of success and still growing. Visit cornerstoneins.ca slash nation to get an online tenant or condo insurance quote in just a few minutes and use discount code nation for an exclusive rate. Find out why Cornerstone Insurance Brokers are ranked amongst the best in Alberta. And for the good, the bad, the oily, we bring in our friend, Zach Lang. You can get his work at Oilers Nation, Daily Faceoff. Zach, good evening. How are you doing tonight? Connor, I'm doing pretty good, buddy. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I mean, all things considered, when you uh, you look at this Boston Bruins team, uh, Sans Taylor Hall, who flew back to Boston with a lower body injury, pretty good performance by the Oilers, keeping it close. And uh, we we know we heard about this being a measuring stick sort of game going up against Boston. And I mean, I guess we'll see again when they meet again shortly here. But uh, all in all, a good night. Uh, we'll start off with the good as we always do here, the good, the bad, the oily, and uh, kind of what I just said, they stuck with it, uh, you know, kept it competitive, didn't look too out of place against a very good Boston Bruins team. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that's the best thing that you can kind of pull away from this game besides Connor McDavid going nuclear once again, uh, an incredible two-goal performance and 50 goals, but we'll be talking about that a little bit more in depth right away here. <laughs> um, but as a whole, I was really impressed with that performance from the Oilers. I mean, this is a really, really good Boston Bruins team over here. They're the top league or the top team in the league, rather, for a reason. And I think the Oilers showed tonight that they can hang with the big boys. Hundred percent. I mean, that that's a really good sign. You need to see that effort more often. I mean, you, you go back to that game against Columbus, and the Oilers could have won that game, and I think we'd still be disappointed with how it how it all came to be tonight. They lose the game, but you know, showing that you can hang around with Boston, that's a good sign because we know the Oilers at the Leafs, they got the Bruins again, the Jets on back-to-back nights. I mean, they're going to be tougher hockey games. So a good sign if the Oilers do elevate their game against the opponent. You just need to see that consistency against some of the lower teams in the standings. Uh, we get to the bad here, and uh, Zach, we, we kind of agreed on this one in our little chat beforehand, the little things. And, you know, you, you go back to that first goal and – uh, Darnell Nurse wraps it around. Vinny Darnay can't corral the puck, and mayhem ensues. Uh, a quick playway there on the second goal for Felino there. Uh, Brett Kulak, you know, on a two on one, maybe a bit of an error there because Connor McDavid was back on the back check, but also uh, a lot of people will point out that Leon Drysaddle a little slow getting back defensively. But it, it just seemed like there was just small things. And even at the end of the game, uh, you know, carelessness, I'll say, by Clean Costin unfortunate play and then Vinny D'Arnais with the the second penalty tries to take Jake DeBresk off with him didn't happen uh but just little little mistakes and you know I'll, I'll throw it out to what some of the people are saying here in the chat uh Ryan and save you know Yamamoto I mean opportunities to score but just missing it just little things not going right for the Oilers tonight yeah absolutely and it was kind of sort of a death by a thousand cuts sort of situation you know you look, as you mentioned, the, the nurse mistake on the first goal and then Clem Costa not really back-checking down hard to the goal to kind of cover his man there. You know, the Brett Kulak one was a real head-scratcher for me because he saw Connor McDavid taking that step over to the side already to take the puck carrier, leaving Nick Felino all alone in front. You know what they say, you just cannot leave a guy like Nick Felino all alone in front of your net, Right. I mean, that's they, they say something like that, at least. Um, it was a frustrating sort of situation for both of those goals, right? And then the third goal, you know, it was kind of a self-inflicted wound 
uh, of sort by Stuart Skinner because he's the one who kind of poke checked at the puck and Pavel Zaka was able to kind of ramp it in off of him and into the net. Uh, you know, in the same breath, Cody Cece losing a puck battle in front of the net. You don't love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I had someone on Twitter mention, well, Darnell Nurse out at the blue line. It's like, yeah, he was following his man who had the puck. You know, we, we can't blame everything on Darnell Nurse. There's going to be opportunities, but not all the time. And yeah, they, those little those little mistakes, they add up and accumulate to uh, a loss for the Edmonton Oilers. I, I'm sure some coachable moments for Jay Woodcroft when they watch the film tomorrow. Well, let's get to the oily here and uh, let's, let's go with some positivity. It's like a compliment sandwich. The good, the the bad and now back to the good Connor McDavid 50 goals on the season and uh, I mean what can you say about this guy he, he's doing it all sorts of ways uh, the game against Columbus I believe he had the slap shot goal which we didn't know yet in the repertoire until maybe this year um, he he's just showing once again that he's clearly the best player in the NHL and in the world yeah and it's not even particularly close at this point in time you know gone or any conversations about anybody being in the same stratosphere really as him right now uh you know no disrespect to the other players or the other elite stars in the game but god connor like this guy is just head and shoulders above better than everybody else right you know kind of coming into this game i was like yeah you know wouldn't be surprised if some of the big guys kind of had a quieter night like this is a boston team that'll really kind of choke you out they're one of the strongest defensive teams in the entire league right and man look at what connor did like he was just he was all over the game all night long. He had two goals. Uh, he had four, five, six shots, something like that. Like he was everywhere and he was impactful on all surfaces, all spots of the ice. Um, you know, just looking at some of the post game quotes that are kind of coming out right now, you know, some of the players talking about it feeling like a playoff game. And it really felt like that. And we saw last year what happened in the playoffs and Connor McDavid elevated his game to a level that we had never seen before. And it really kind of felt like, you know, tonight he kind of hit that uh, hit that spot again, or at least got pretty close to it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, another guy who popped off the screen a couple of times for me was Matias Janmark. I, I don't know if you noticed that at all, but there's a few times where I'm like, okay, this guy's flying around. And it, it's it's very hit and miss with him. But uh, I saw him pop off a couple of times. I mean, Kyler Yamamoto is another one. Tough night for him. Great opportunities to bury it. Uh, tough penalty. Like, um, yeah, I mean, it's... Oh, a lot of things happen in that game, and uh, the, the chat's going crazy here on Facebook. Yamo with two misses, WTF, trade him already. That's from Bassam. And we can't just trade away all the problems here uh, as much as you'd like to. It could happen, and it could clear up some cap space. But, I mean, I don't, I don't know how quickly it will happen uh, on YouTube. Uh, there's 58. Hopefully we'll get up to 60 people soon. Make sure you hit that like button. Um, Lance says, I thought Drysaddle played bad myself. Um well, compared to dry saddle standards, I mean, he, as Yeremchuk told us, they spoke of the uh, All Star game, and he said that about himself. Um, but yeah, Kyler Yamamoto getting a lot of a lot of, I don't want to say hate, but a lot of people pointing out that maybe not his strongest game, but he was in there. He he was getting opportunities, which I don't know if he was scoring a lot this year and then not bearing it now. I might be a little more down on him, but he's getting opportunities, so maybe there's a, a little reason for optimism, Zach. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I think it's a, it's a good thing to see any players getting those chances. Um, you know, I think if, if you're getting chances around the net the way that a guy like Yamamoto was tonight, that's a good sign. Of course, you know, you got to capitalize and bear down and find a way to bury those ones too, right? You know, I'm not, I'm not really in love with the usage of Kyler Yamamoto right now. 
Um, you know, you take a look at five on five, played the fourth most minutes of any Oilers player, third most of any Oilers forward. I didn't even really think he had that good of a night whatsoever. Um, you know, it's a little frustrating when you look down the lineup sheet and see guys like, you know, yes, a six minutes and four seconds, Derek Ryan, six thirty-one, Clint Clawson, eight thirteen. You know, like how many times have we sat here and listened to, um, you know, people who cover the team or the fans or or people, you know, lambasting a guy like Yesa Puliarvi for those mistakes um, that Kyler Yamamoto was making tonight. And for Yamamoto, he kind of gets rewarded with more ice time, whereas you know a guy like Puliarvi just gets buried further down the lineup. Um, I, I don't necessarily agree with that. Uh, I think Yamamoto is a guy who's really needs to step his game up here. Like, you know, he's been injured this year. He's had a couple of concussions. That is a really tough thing for any player to work through. Uh, but we're getting to the point of the season where, you know, we need guys like Yamamoto to be burying those chances. Like those are difference makers, right? Like that first one, nine minutes into the game, if that goes in, all of a sudden you got a two, one lead. And now the entire rest of the hockey game is different for you. Right. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I mean, I'll say that, like, if you're playing in the top six, you have to bear those opportunities or you shouldn't be playing there. It's, it's a tough reality. It's a, the toughest thing to do in the NHL is score goals. And if you're not going to finish those opportunities, maybe you don't deserve to be up there. And, you know, we'll see what uh, Jay Woodcroft comes out with. You're right. Kyler Yamamoto, just under 20 minutes. Uh, and then there's a few guys, Derek Ryan, Pulley RV, Cost, and like you said, single digits. Maybe not ideal. Uh, on the defensive side, Philip Broberg, the minimal tonight, nine minutes, five seconds. Uh, Darnell, there's 24 minutes. So, yeah, kind of the, the usual. Cody Cece up around 21 minutes. Uh, Ryan on Facebook says, Yamo is being shopped probably with more ice time. Now, Zach, I'll, I'll ask you this one because I, I hear that all the time. Showcase or showcasing him. At the NHL, at this point in their career, do we not – know enough like i mean if if Kyle yamamoto goes out there and scores a goal tonight on one of those opportunities how much does it actually boost his trade value like we've seen him in the league for a couple of years already we we know who he is we know what he is in my opinion yeah like i mean i think if a gm's out there watching this game or somebody scouting this game they're you know probably saying oh man it would have been nice to see him kind of bury those ones but hey again he's getting those chances in the first place so you know it must mean that he's doing something right out there um you know I don't really think that they're necessarily showcasing him. Like Yamamoto has been in the Oilers top six since he's been back from injury. Right. Um, So I I don't know if I necessarily think that they were, you know, trying to showcase him or what other way to do that tonight. Uh, Lance on YouTube, Zach telling the truth. I liked your little rundown there on Kyler Yamamoto. Uh, QF Pro says, I would be very sad to see Yam leave. And we also had Rogan. Hey, Nation, Zach and Connor. Hello, Rogan. Thank you for watching tonight. Here's one. Because you mentioned Darnell Nurse on the first goal. Whipped it around to uh, Vinny D'Arnais. Bounced over him. And I think it was Clem Costin was, you know, not goal side of his designated player perhaps uh greg says so no mention of nurse but he threw the puck around the boards for a giveaway then placed himself out of position for the bruins first goal and way out of position for the bruins second goal he cost the this game give the guy the criticism he deserves well greg darnell nurse gets criticism for every game no matter what he does he gets crit- criticized for for everything uh the first goal yeah i mean he he kind of blindly whipped it around. As we mentioned, I mean, Zach, you did say it was a bad play by him. So yep. you gave him some criticism. Um, 
maybe maybe I didn't give him as much. I, I'm hoping that Vinny Dernay can corral that puck at the NHL level. Was unable to, but you know, then it was more defensive breakdowns after that. Would you would you jump to say that was all Darnell Nurse? No, I don't think it's all Darnell Nurse. I mean, you know, there's there's a million little things that happen on the ice where you could lay the blame at any given player um, for any given thing, right? Um, you know, if you can equally turn and say, oh, it was on Clint Costin because he didn't break down hard enough um, in the defensive zone to the net to, to cover his man the way that he was supposed to, right? Um, I think they both kind of share equal amount of blame on that one. And then uh, on the second goal, I mean, that was Brett Kulak and Tyson Berry. So that wasn't done on theirs. Yeah, exactly. And I think, like I said before, you know, that was a boneheaded play by Brett Kulak, right? I mean, you you know that you've got Nick Flino on your right side here. You know, you've got Connor McDavid in front of you. Let Connor take the puck carrier. Go get the guy who's behind you when you know you don't have anybody else there. Um, definite lapse of judgment there from from Brett Kulak. It's like sometimes people just want to blame Darnell Nurse, so they'll just see a five instead of a seven and uh, throw it on him. And then on the on the last goal, the game winner. Um, yeah, I mean he he was out by the blue line, but you watch it, he was on his man and followed him out there. I mean, it's I don't know, maybe you're playing a, a loose zone coverage and Darnell Nurse made the wrong read, but I don't know. There, again, on that, like I don't know if anybody deserves the blame fully on that one right i mean it was kind of a fluky play like you know skinner went to poke check it and the puck yeah. just kind of rode up his stick and passed him right like you know if anything you say oh maybe cody cc because he didn't win the the puck battle in front of the net sort of thing but again he kind of did so it was just kind of a weird kind of a weird one right 100 percent, 100 percent. uh yeah that was a weird one i joked that uh zaka wanted it more just got a little more of a reach in there um exactly and, and you know what i think safe on uh facebook sorry if i mispronounce your name the problem is our d and forwards don't communicate i i see that popping up all the time so i would totally agree with that one uh, a lot of people here in the youtube chat uh, I mean, Cato says Connor screwed up that two on one in my point of view. I mean, he, he kind of designated his guy and Kulak went the same way. It was, uh, wasn't great. So we, yeah, I mean, a lot of people here are saying Connor McDavid was the guy who, who messed up on that two on one. So it's, uh, it's torn. I guess it's your opinion and we're all entitled. Okay. So from what I've been told, we got a lot of people talking armchair GM in the chat here. So Zach, uh, trade deadline, we are, not going to do the math 48 96 we're getting close friday afternoon um right now we're we're seeing a lot of teams out east making a lot of moves now what does ken holland need to do to counter it i mean ekholm is a name that has been very popular during my day job a lot of people seem to like that um chikrin was a name that was out there for a long time who do you think would be a target here and if you're on the chat right now let us know who do you think would be a target and you know we'll take it a step further what do you think the Oilers need to do to make it happen who needs to be on the way out well for me at this point in time I'm kind of in the same spot that I've been all along my preference is Jacob Chikrin on the left side um, he's younger he's a better skater uh, he's got a, a friendlier contract um, and I think he's a guy that can really help this Oilers team you know maybe he's not the most defensively staunch player but he really excels in retrieving the puck and getting it up the ice. And that's been a huge issue for this team. Um, Matthias Eckholm, I mean, that would be one heck of a consolation prize, right, Connor? 
Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I, I feel like that that trade happens. Then in a couple of years, people rip Ken Holland for making it because of the term on his deal. But that would just be the way it is. If it helps his team win a Stanley Cup, then a hundred percent. You know, no one's going to be too upset about it. But that would be one. A lot of people in the chat bringing up Max Domi. That's a guy I really like. I'm a huge fan of Max Domi, and I think he thrives playing in an environment that would be as crazy as it would be in Edmonton during the playoffs. I think he'd be a nice option, but uh chicken would be fantastic i think uh yeah. the, the one that we you know dream about fantasize about eric carlson uh when i saw leon dries i'll make that pass to connor mcdavid like that's what i tweeted like imagine if the oilers had a defenseman who could make this outlet pass how nice yeah, would that be and, and just forcing opposing teams to be aware of that maybe it opens up something kind of underneath or you know the opportunity to carry it out but just knowing that someone's capable of making those types of plays would be certainly nice to see um looking on the the chat here i mean for the most part it's it's kind of the same names uh domi at home uh rogan says rusty they've got the chat going between themselves i'd love to see eric carlson but don't think he's coming to oil country uh rusty yes uh armchair gm is this chat's favorite hobby i think it has to be right now it, it has to be and i've said for the last little while on this show that i mean i, I don't mind what has happened so far like i'm not going to rip rip ken holland for not making the moves so far but he's got to do something he, he has to go out there and bring additions to this team he, he can't sit back and just let nothing happen there's still guys available but i mean there's got to be a little urgency here to do something to improve this team. There does like there absolutely has to be some urgency. You know, you look at the Saturday game, Connor David takes that game over against the worst team in the NHL, second worst team in the NHL, call him whatever you want. Um, And the Oilers didn't really get any run support around McDavid on Saturday. Right. And then you watch him here tonight and it's like the same thing again. It's like just bloody brilliance from this guy. Like I just, Every time you watch him, he does something else with the puck or something else on the ice that just leaves you jaw dropped. Like, I don't know how the Oilers aren't. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
And I don't I don't want to say they're like not making moves or anything like that because you know they're working the phones. But you know, you you're sitting here watching teams out east getting better and better and better. Look at Toronto. Now, granted, they've got you know a lot more LTIR space than the Oilers have, and you know, with the way things are with Jake Muzzin and Matt Murray, you know, that freed up a lot of money for them, right? But in the same breath, they're trading away every pick in the cupboard to try and win a Stanley Cup this year. Look at Tampa Bay. They've traded away every goddamn pick they have for the next 27 years for guys like Tanner Janot to play on their third line. Like, it's just, it's difficult, I think, to sit here as an Oilers fan and feel super confident and excited when, you know, you're hearing Ken Holland making comments before the game as he did on Oilers Plus, you know, about, well, you know, our trade deadline acquisition is is a Van Tain. It's like, well, no, it's not. Like, you know, I, I referenced a tweet that I made in early January where, you know, I said, I can't wait for the Oilers to activate Evander Kane from the LTIR, calling him their big deadline acquisition while they go and pick up a, you know, a third pairing defenseman who gets caved in and a fourth liner who plays six games. And, you know, in one sense, the term, it almost feels like that's where we're, we're heading again. And it's like, well, what are we actually doing here? Because, you know, we're in year eight of Connor McDavid, you know, Leon Dreisaitl two years after this away from free agency, McDavid's three years away from free agency. Like we got to win a cup. Like they, they got to win a cup here. Um, you're not doing everything you can and moving, you know, pretty much every asset out the door. You can, like, I just, I don't know what we're doing here. You know what I mean? Yeah, a hundred percent. And I mean, like, like I said, I've held off on the criticism for now, but if they swing and miss and don't, acquire anyone or you know bring in someone who's not going to make an impact feel free you know go after him because he will have underachieved the one thing that is kind of funny right now when you look at the playoff picture especially out east so in the metro carolina currently in first place uh jersey and the rangers would meet in the playoffs so two teams that would have gone now made big moves. One's gone first round. Uh, in the Atlantic, same thing. Boston looks like they're going to run away with that. So that means Toronto and Tampa will meet. Two teams that made acquisitions and gave up a lot of assets. Bounce in the first round. So um, it, it, it's kind of, you know, we're going to look back at that and say, man, sucks for them. But also, you know, credit to those GMs knowing that they, what they have on the schedule. Like, we got to load up this team. we got a tough first-round matchup. The Edmonton Oilers should be in that exact same position and adding whatever they can. Truculence. Truculence is what I want to see from this team. 100%, Connor. Like, I totally agree with you. Like, what, what, what moves are teams in the West making right now? Oh, Colorado went and got Jack Johnson to be their eighth <laughs> defenseman and, you know, be a glue guy in the room. Oh, Vegas went and got Ivan Barbashev. Like he's going to come in and be a difference maker. Like, no, like, like, are they, you know, is Barbashev a nice little piece? He absolutely is, but he's not setting Vegas over the top or separating them from the pack, you know, like Nito Niederreiter. I like that move for Winnipeg quite a bit, actually. But again, that's not a real, like, that's not going to be a massively impactful trade. You're kind of working around the fringes of your, your top six and top nine there. Right. You know, whereas the Oilers have an opportunity to go get a guy like Ekholm or go get a guy like Chikrin who can come in and play 22, 23 minutes a night. You know, you, you'll take Darnell Nurse down from 28 minutes down to like 25. Yeah. And like, like that's going to be huge for him. Like it's going to be huge. And a guy like Brett Kulak, like he can, he can still play. And if he's, you know, into like a third line role, 
again, that's not the worst thing in the world for him either, right? Um, at the end of the day, like it's tough to see the Oilers adding on the back end without subtracting because I think a lot of these guys have done really well. And I think to a certain extent, everybody's kind of got a role on this defense right now. Um, but again, you know, I keep coming back to a guy like Eckholm because, you know, he really adds that defensive element that the Oilers need. He's like the two and one almost. Like he's like your your I almost feels feel like he's your mix between like a a Matias or sorry um a mix between like a Joel Edmondson and a Jacob Chikrin, right? Where like Eckholm's kind of got some of that mean defenseman to him, but he's also very efficient at retrieving the puck and getting it out of the zone, which is something the Oilers really need help in too. And in the last 10 years, 75 games played in the playoffs, right? Has that experience. We know it it ticks up a little bit, but a guy who's been a mainstay in the playoffs. And I really like your point there because I've also said this, you know, having someone that could come in and just alleviate some of the pressure from Darnell Nurse. Oftentimes, I will reference the NFL and uh, my L.A. Chargers and Austin Eckler, the running backs. Like, let's get someone in here who can take away some of the burden for me. Give me less hits. I wonder if, if, you know, Darnell Nurse has that in the back of his mind. Like, hey, wouldn't it be great to have someone who can, you know, eat some of my minutes and then maybe I can be uh, used more efficiently or whatever it might be in, in situations I'm not necessarily the strongest at? It would be nice to see. And uh, I think that would be a good move to see. Uh, Ekholm is a name, certainly. And, Preds are sellers. Uh, we're starting to get Pareko thrown out there. Um, some people meeting down with a little uncertainty. Don't like the way he's played this year. Um, yeah, I, I think everyone's probably just in agreement that Ken Holland needs to do something. Uh, looking at the standings, so I guess, you know, if you want to be the optimist tonight, I know that's usually Rusty's thing, but I'll jump in here. Uh, no ground lost in the standings. The Vegas Golden Knights, they fall to the Colorado Avalanche 3 uh, nothing. So with that, the Oilers do maintain. Uh, the third and final spot in the Pacific. Uh, the wildcard spot still open. They have 72 points. Vegas at 76. And the LA Kings at 74. Uh, the wildcard looking like Winnipeg and Seattle with 71 and 70. And then Calgary hot on the trail, 66 points. So I had someone mention the Florida Panthers. Uh, they've been a huge disappointment out east. Uh, 65 points, 64 points. They're... Yeah, I mean, only three points back of the last wild card spot. I don't know if they're going to be sellers, Zach. I mean, they've got to have that internal belief that they can still contend and get into the wild card spot, right? Oh yeah, for sure. There, that's where their mind is. Like, they're they're not going to be taking the the off the gas anytime here soon. You know, even though they've kind of sold a lot of their farm on some deals that really haven't turned out for them. Um, you know, they made a big move to acquire Matt Kachuk, and you know, I think as long as they have him there. You know, they're going to be uh, a team consistently trying to go for it. Yeah, 100%. Uh, YouTube, Steven says, tell your Chargers to get their own stadium. JK, by the way, kind of. Well, hey, man, just keep the lights on for us. We'll keep paying rent and uh, we'll live in perfect harmony. Uh, if you are on YouTube, make sure you hit that like button. I'm actually going to do so myself right now. Uh, don't want to be a hypocrite back to it. Uh, reckless optimism forever, says Rusty, the reckless optimist. Yeah, 100%. You, you got to believe. We need that positivity. Uh, updated statistics on the season. Connor McDavid now up to 50 goals on the season, combined with his 65 assists. That's 115 points. Leon Drysaddle holding it down to second. Uh, he's got his 36 goals, 55, or sorry, 53 assists for 89 points. 
And uh, yeah, for the Edmonton Oilers now, they turn their attention to Wednesday against the Maple Leafs. And uh, it's uh, it's going to be a fun one. Austin Matthews, the Leafs, Mitch Marner, they're, they're in town. We know the crowd will be a lot of Leafs fans out there, and it should be a good one. Uh, Aaron, producer Aaron, do you want to join us now here in the chat? Hey, Aaron, how you doing? Gentlemen, how are we doing? Well, we're doing good. We we got a cat. We got Aaron. Okay, so I got to mention very quickly here, because I, I think that it's all booked up, but the nation vacation going out to Toronto, March 10th to 12th, when the Oilers will take on the Leafs. It'll be up in a box. Uh, if you want to go, check out nationgear.ca. There might be a couple spots open, but if not, maybe next time. Just want to make sure we mention that. Uh, that vacation powered by AMA Travel. Check them out online. Um on Twitter at AMA travel and Instagram AMA underscore travel, uh, because they do great work. Um, my fiance was actually on the website tonight, uh, looking at potential honeymoon destinations. So, uh, that's a, a true story. She, she loves the AMA travel. Okay. Also Betway, Did you guys bet the over tonight or under, or did you bet on it at all? Uh, I stayed away from the Oilers game tonight. My only bet of the day was, uh, Taking the over on Max Domi shot prop. This Oilers game scared me. I'm not gonna lie. I I uh I couldn't really feel good laying any money down. I probably would have leaned to the under for sure. Um, just looking at some of the defensive numbers both these teams have put up the last little while here. But uh, what about you, Aaron? Did you lay anything down tonight? Uh, just like you, I did not feel confident this evening, so I decided to stay away and avoid everything at all costs. Because the weekend was not so nice to me in my Betway account. Let's leave it at that. (laughs) (laughs) See, we all should have taken McDavid two goals because he was two away from 50. He got there. Um, We did our predictions. Now, Aaron, you were working the the Bears game. Shout out to the Bears for knocking off UBC. Mm -hmm. Zach, you were on the call. You guys were down at the Drake for that one. Um, But we did our predictions, and I made the first ever prediction of an Oilers loss. I want to say I said 3-2, but that could just be like revisionist memory, and I'm trying to be correct here. Anyways, we brought you in here, Aaron, because I wanted to to ask all of us this question. Now, Zach, uh, up at OilersNation.ca, you did an awesome article, uh, and you, you got a chance to walk through the Coliseum one more time, right? Uh, the the announcement that it's going to be torn down. So you, you and a few others got a chance to walk through. So my question to both of you, and uh, go check out that article, by the way, up at Oilers Nation. What is your favorite memory from the old barn for, for you guys? You guys are younger than me, so we might have some different ones here, but uh, favorite memory starting with you, Zach. So my favorite personal memory is actually my only memory that I have at Rexall place. Cause that's what it was to me. Um, I was only there for one event ever and it was actually a blink when two concert. And nice. I got my nose broken in the mosh pit before the, uh, before blink even came on, they had a rancid opening up. And there was nice. these two twin brothers who were like, I don't know, six, six, eight. They were just giants out there and they were moshing and they bumped into each other and the one fell back and the guy, his head snapped back and broke my nose. Um, so that concert was pretty cool, but my favorite Oilers memory. Uh, I mean, it's gotta be like the 06 cup run, right? Like, I mean, just being a fan, um, you know, watching those games at home on the TV, hearing, you know, the, the, the anthems being sung, like just such incredible times there. And I think another great one too would probably be like Ryan Smith's last game. Right. I mean, I think that's one that, uh, 
uh, is near and dear to a lot of Oilers fans. Yeah, that's a tough question, Connor, because there's so many good memories. So, I mean, if I had to narrow it down, I guess like Zach said, my first ever concert was the Foo Fighters at Rexall. Nice. So that was a damn good first concert to experience. But that's on the side. So I would go maybe like, okay, in general, my favorite memories would have to be Nail Yakupov sliding across the ice. That's one of my favorite visuals in Oilers history. It's unreal. Um, You could maybe Sam Gagne. You get anything. I just got to say, I was such a fan as a little kid when they had the the whole oil rig go down and kickstart my hard play and they come out. And that was just the OG entrance. And maybe because I was little, but I thought that was the coolest back then. So I'd probably go with the oil rig and that whole entrance. What about you? Yeah. I mean, I I could go on. Like my first concert I saw was uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers there. I got to go in the Coca-Cola box suite. So that was a great time. Um, The Oil Kings, uh, winning over Portland and bringing out Christian Pelsh's jersey was a great memory. Uh, Gretzky retirement night, I was there for that one. But probably the most fun I had in Game 6 Stanley Cup Finals against the Hurricanes. Uh, we were standing row only, very top. So as soon as a goal was scored, we could not see anything. It was just blocked out by fans in front of us standing up. But uh, wow. the atmosphere there, like we had just turned 18. So, you know, we were having a good time. Uh, the Rexall beers, did you guys, well, Aaron, you had have a Rexall beer, right? Did, oh, don't tell yeah. me you missed out. Yeah, it's the heroin beers. Oh, yes. yeah. I told Zach to try and steal the pipes. I tried. I tried. I honestly did. I I jumped behind the bar, but they were like, hey, whoa, no, you got to get out from there. I was like, I just need one more beer. (laughs) Did you get one, Zach, or was your nose broke before? No, I was too young. Oh, man. I was still like, how old was I? I was like 15. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah, I was was, uh, was a little guy at the time. I feel bad. I feel bad that I laughed. Like you were a minor. Yeah, Jesus. I should have got somebody to buy me one and snuck one down onto the floor for me. Yeah. Well, I mean, they. I swear one night we had something that tasted like Skittles. It was unbelievable. Like we slammed them, went right back to the next uh, concession. Like we got to get more of these. Different. It was just, yeah, ruined. But uh, let us know in the chat. Uh, what was your favorite memory from the old Coliseum? Um, someone says Ozzy Osbourne at the old Sky Suites. Great time. Um, Dave Grohl is the best. Yeah. Confirmed oil rig was legit. Two people saying that Lance and Gonzo. Yeah. Tyson as well. I mean, you struck a chord there, Aaron, with the, yep. the oil rig. When it came down, it was awesome. Like it, it got you amped up for that one. It has a special uh, just- place in my heart. <laughs> Good times. It's going to be, it's going to be sad when it, goes down but yeah better to have loved and lost than never have loved at all i think that's a, a great way to wrap this one up i love that we've got lots of people just coming in here saying oilers defense sucks and everything like that keep that passion going we'll take it um all right well before we get going here again cornerstone insurance check them out cornerstoneins.ca we got betway 19 plus bet responsibly and ama travel Check them out if you're planning a vacation. They take care of everything. Uh, Oilers get the Leafs on Wednesday at 6 p.m. start. So if you're going to the game, get there a little bit early. Uh, we've got to accommodate for the center of the hockey universe. Zach, give me one prediction for the score and one for Betway. Um, I'm going to say McDavid scores two goals again. That will be five consecutive, I think it will be. 
Um, I, I mean, I kind of was quietly hoping that he would score goal 50 against Toronto. Like, could you imagine? Like, that would have been just so cool, right? Um, I think it would have been pretty special. I think it would have made Leafs fans' head explode. Any chance we have to make their minds blow up just a little bit, I will take it every single time. Uh, but I think you're always going to have a good game. I do. Um, I think they're, they got to carry this energy that they had tonight uh, playing against Boston into a game like, you know, one Wednesday against Toronto. It's a winnable game for them. Uh, I'm predicting a 4-2 Oilers win. Um, as for me, I don't know how confident I am as a whole, but I am confident that whatever the line is, you take the over <laughs> on oh Wednesday. That. that is my lock. I mean, I would love, I mean, I don't really want to see him get back in the net, but the idea of the Campbell, you know, revenge game. And if he was in there, the over is definitely hitting. So I'm going to go with that. Ride that or to bet the under. And hey, you know what? We'll probably have Oilers money line as well. <laughs> I kind of joke with uh, people. That's like if it's Stuart Skinner, he doesn't seem to get as much goal support. Take the under. You get Campbell out there. You take the over. Uh, I don't know what the odds are, but yeah. Uh, I'm going to take a 5-3 Oilers win. Uh, throw an empty netter in there. Maybe McDavid second of the game to, to hit that one. And uh, I don't know. Let's, let's just take a wild card. Darnell and there's anytime goal and try to put some uh, good vibes out in there in the universe before we go got to quickly get to some of these predictions uh joey the backup optimist is three nothing oilers lance says mcdavid gets 60 against toronto a nice quick 10 goal on uh f says four two oilers wishful thinking dr gonzo like for a win over the leaf steven oilers win four one and a couple more concerts that people went to smashing pumpkins their indefinite sadness sewer my first concert from ash uh gerald says eagles 1977 and ewan i'll miss rexall over on facebook Claudi Claudi. god i'm gonna butcher all your names i'm sorry it says four three oil uh, dino like me five three Oilers can't defend till you take the over. And uh, one last one here from John. We'll wrap it up with this one. Can you buy seats from Rexall? I've seen people that have seats from Rexall. I have no idea how they get them. No, you can't can't anymore. It was a limited time thing only for season ticket holders. Um, There's a bunch of seats left over at uh, Coliseum right now, but they're they're all destined for the landfill. Case that's too bad. A landfill. Don't we have two seats in the office? Yeah, those are uh, Jared Sharps. Yeah. I'm going to find this landfill, dig them up, <laughs> sell them on the black market. Let's go, chat. We'll meet you all there. All right, guys. A lot of fun tonight here on Oilers Nation After Dark. Thank you all for tuning in. Make sure you hit that like button as we wrap up uh, on Facebook. Do the same thing. If you want to go out there and uh, retweet us, that's great. Also, share it on social media. We'll pump up those numbers uh, on behalf of Zach Lang, Aaron Bordado, and myself, Connor Halley. Thank you guys for tuning in tonight. And we'll talk to you on Wednesday after the Oilers hopefully defeat the Toronto Maple Leafs. Mom. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.